Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. We have got a doozy of a show for you. First of all, John Morosi will swing by and we'll talk about Major League Baseball and their goal to bring back uh, all of the season as well as whether the Houston Astros are the biggest beneficiary in all of sports from the coronavirus mess. And then a special excerpt of Mike Leach, Mississippi State's new head football coach, discussing the viral sensation streaming documentary, The Tiger King. Uh, I promise you're going to love that. And also, if you've watched The Tiger King, we have got a monster discussion about the entire documentary that will be up as a new Wins and Losses podcast. It's Mike Leach, Mississippi State coach, and me discussing the Tiger King. As always, go give us five stars. Appreciate all of you. Thanks for hanging out and listening to the show, which begins now. Have fantastic weekends. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Lots to get into today. Let me give you a roadmap of where... We are headed in today's program. We're going to talk to my guy, uh, Lance Taylor, at the Lance Taylor, uh, on Twitter here in Hour 1. Hour 2, John Morosi, our Major League Baseball insider, will join us to talk about the latest as it pertains to the Major League Baseball season and when it might start. And then in Hour 3, we had an awesome podcast that we recorded yesterday with Mississippi State football coach Mike Leach entirely about the Tiger King. 
a new uh, Netflix show that has gone viral. Everybody is watching it. It's a crazy documentary about, uh, it kind of ties in almost with the Animal Thunderdome because it's about a uh, uh, three different, essentially, big cat, tiger, lion owners and, uh, and, uh, and their feud and their lifestyles. So you, trust me on this. If you haven't watched the show and you're headed into the weekend and you need something to kill time with because you're missing sports, it's not a bad place to find yourself. So it's going to be phenomenal. If you have watched The Tiger King, you will absolutely love this podcast, which should go up later today, but we'll play a short cut from it uh, for you in the third hour of the program. It's fantastic, right, Dub? You've heard the whole thing. Mike Leach is fantastic as always. He is in rare form. And just the combination of the story itself from the documentary series and Mike Leach and yourself describing it and going through through it bit by bit, it is fantastic. I think you guys are really going to like it. So that is on uh, the horizon for Hour 3, but also the full podcast will be up probably later today uh, at some point. I'll tweet out the link when it comes out. Uh, all right, several different things that are worth paying attention to as we roll into uh, into Friday. First of all, Ed Werder, who uh, is at ESPN, reports that the Dallas Cowboys are close to making, or uh, maybe close as a, in quotation marks, close to making Dak Prescott the highest paid player in the history of the NFL. That basically there isn't a lot of uh, details to still be ironed out. There's not a lot of disagreement there is a uh, meeting of the minds and a acknowledgement between both sides that Dak Prescott is going to sign the biggest contract in the history of the NFL. This is insanity. Even if you are a big Dak Prescott fan, and I am a big Dak Prescott fan, I have enjoyed watching him since he was playing at Mississippi State. I uh, am impressed with the Cowboys getting him in the fourth round with the value that they've been able to unlock by bringing him in, uh, starting him for the last four years. He's been drastically underpaid. There's no doubt at all about that for the last four years. But the idea that Dak Prescott is going to make $35 million a year plus is pure insanity. Dak Prescott is not a top 10 quarterback in the NFL right now. And I understand that he played under a rookie contract for four years that only paid him around $2.8 million. But the idea that you are going to, if you are a Dallas Cowboy fan, lock yourself into the most lucrative contract in the history of the game on behalf of Dak Prescott is an awful decision, especially if you combine it with two other decisions that I don't think have been particularly good. Ezekiel Elliott is the highest paid running back in the NFL, making $15 million a year. He's not worth it. No running back in the NFL is worth $15 million a year. Amari Cooper is going to be making $20 million a year, highest paid NFL wide receiver as well, and I don't think he's worth it. But you do the math on that roughly, just roughly. Let's give Dak $35 million a year. Let's give Amari Cooper $20 million a year. And then let's give uh, Ezekiel Elliott $15 million a year. And you are talking about $70 million yearly of your salary cap money that is taken up by three players. That's off the charts unacceptable if you are a Dallas Cowboy fan long-term. That puts you into salary cap prison 
sooner rather than later. And the biggest issue is you had an opportunity as the Dallas Cowboys to win when you had Dallas, uh, when Dallas had uh, Dak Prescott under his rookie contract. This is one of the great loopholes that exist right now in the NFL from a salary cap perspective. If you are fortunate enough to find a young quarterback that you draft relatively low, a Russell Wilson type situation, even a first round pick, if you draft him and he immediately pans out, can be a steal. But if that occurs, then you have so much money to spend elsewhere that you should be able to have a great deal of success. The Dallas Cowboys had an opportunity to try to follow the Seattle Seahawks roadmap to excellence. And if you think about what Seattle did in the first four years of their Russell Wilson contract deals, when they had a quarterback who was much cheaper than he was going to be once they had to pay him, look at what Seattle did. In Russell Wilson's first four years, they won seven playoff games. They went to two Super Bowls, and if they had run beast mode at the one-yard line, they would have won them both. And they were one of the best, if not the best teams in the entirety of the NFL once they had uh, Russell Wilson under that ridiculously affordable contract. Since they gave Russell Wilson $35 million a year, they've won two playoff games, both of which have been wildcard games. They beat Dallas. And they beat last, and they won last year. That's it. That's all they've been capable of winning. And if you've watched the Seattle Seahawks play, you know that the overall depth of that team has been severely curtailed. One reason is because it's hard to win at a high level when your quarterback eats up thirty-five million dollars of your salary cap. The Dallas Cowboys, conversely even with Dak Prescott under an insanely fortunate rookie contract that only paid him $2.8 million over the first four years, won two playoff games, and they only went to the playoffs twice. And both of those playoff wins have been in the wild card round. They haven't even made it to the NFC Championship game. Now, they and that was with Dak Amari Cooper, and Ezekiel Elliott primarily under their rookie contracts much more affordable than they were going to be once they got into the full deals. Now the Dallas Cowboys are going to be paying these guys $70 million over the three of them. All of the value of Dak Prescott is vanishing. Even if you love Dak Prescott, I don't even think there's a single person out there who would argue he's a top 10 quarterback. And the problem that you're going to find yourself locked in on is what if he regresses in some way? And the bigger issue is even if he continues to play at the exact same level he's at right now, you still have created a situation where that salary cap number in conjunction with Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper is flat out untenable. And I understand how uh, the quarterback salaries work As a new guy comes up, everybody gets a new deal worked out. And sometimes that means that the player who makes the most money isn't the best player. We've seen this happen with Matthew Stafford. We've seen this happen with Jared Goff. But 
this idea that Dak Prescott is going to be paid more than any player has ever been paid in the history of the NFL is frankly pure balderdash. It's insanity. Everybody agree with me here, by the way? Let me bring in the crew uh, and uh, and just poll the poll the community here. Danny G, are you with me that Dak Prescott becoming the highest paid player in the history of the NFL is pure insanity? Yeah, I think I like him more than you do, but he should not get that sort of money. A year ago, when we were talking about this last offseason, I remember you went around the horn and asked us where we would all max out what our biggest number would be for him. And at the time, I said 32 or $33 million a year. And I remember you and Dub arguing that he was more around a $25, $26 million yeah. quarterback. But imagine if they could have got the $33 million deal done a year ago and with the cap going up with the new deal, not be a steal, but it would be reasonable. Now, at this point, with where we're sitting right now, things are getting pretty ridiculous. But also, I wanted to ask you, because you had a take recently where because of what happened with Zeke, you said that you thought Dak should hold out. So are you leaning more towards he's not worth this money, or do you also think that Dak was so underpaid that he still should hold out if they don't get this deal done? I mean, I understand why he would hold out, because he wants more than one year guaranteed, because right now he's franchise tagged. But that doesn't mean that I think he deserves to be the highest paid quarterback in the history of the game. Well, what would he hold out for, player. though? I, I think anything over $30 million a year at this point is 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 absolutely indefensible for the Dallas Cowboys to pay him. I don't think if Dak Prescott went on the open market right now, I don't think there's anybody that would pay him more than $30 million a year, and I'm not sure anybody would give him $30 million. So if you're the Cowboys and you're giving him $35 million plus, you are giving him at least $5 million a year more than anybody else in the entire NFL would. And it's possible that you're giving him eight or nine million dollars more than anybody else in the NFL would. Your value on on the market is an important test case in general for what uh, what people should decide to do with you if you are an unrestricted free agent or if you are a potential franchise tag guy. And I just think it's 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 outside the realm of realistic. Uh, analysis to make Dak Prescott the highest paid player in the history of the NFL. According again, this is a report from Ed Werder. I'm not sure Dak Prescott is a top 12 quarterback in the NFL. And I certainly am sure that when he's getting paid like this, and it means that the overall talent level of the Dallas Cowboys is going to have to decline around him, particularly in conjunction with what they're paying Zeke and what they're paying Amari Cooper, that's going to catch up with him. If you couldn't win significantly with Dak Prescott with uh, him under that rookie deal I don't see why you're suddenly going to win the precedent is not good for when you end up overpaying a guy and having success going forward Dub what do you think Dak Prescott's market value is right now if he were truly an unrestricted free agent I think it's probably around 30 to 32 million a year if he was on the open market with this new CBA. I think I think there'd be teams out there that would be willing to give him thirty million dollars. But you just mentioned the rookie deal and how the Cowboys missed their window. I'm going to give you five teams in recent NFL history 
that we're on this, you know, rookie quarterback formula. The Seahawks, Cowboys, Rams, Chiefs, and Eagles. Yep. Now, one team in that list of five stands out and is not like the other, and it's the Cowboys. The Seahawks, as we know, won a Super Bowl, went to another. The Rams made it to a Super Bowl. The Chiefs, last year, won a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes on his rookie deal. And the Eagles, even though Carson Wentz was injured, the reason they were able to pay Nick Foles is because they weren't paying Carson Wentz a lot of money to begin with in terms of comparatively to the rest of the NFL's top quarterbacks. The Cowboys are in that list, and last year was their last year to take advantage of this rookie contract window, and they went 8-8 eight and eight and didn't make the playoffs. So it, it, you pay Dak Prescott, what is it, $2.7, $2.8 million over four years, and you get one playoff win out of it. And Two playoff wins, it. I think. But Two that's... playoff wins. And they're both wildcard wins, like you said. So... To me, this is not good news for the Cowboys, and they've already lost a lot of key players on the defensive side of the football this offseason already, so their defense is not going to be nearly as good next year, you would have to assume, and with Dak Prescott about to be reportedly the highest paid player in the NFL, I don't see this as positive news at all if I'm a Cowboys fan. Look that up, by the way. I might be wrong. It might only be one playoff win. They beat the Seahawks. Who else has Dak Prescott beaten uh, as a uh, – I mean, they lost. They were 12-4, and four and they were the number one seed his rookie year. And they lost to Aaron Rodgers and, uh, and remember, down in Dallas, which was just a crushing defeat. Aaron Rodgers made that ridiculous throw to Jared Cook rolling out of, uh, rolling out of the pocket. It's one of the best throws I've ever seen, particularly in the, given the circumstances. They beat uh, – again, they beat the Seattle Seahawks. I was thinking they had won two. Uh, but you can look that up and confirm it's certainly one. And I know they lost in the first round, the divisional round. Uh, You're right about two wild card wins, but the first one was in 2014 uh, against I, the Lions, I believe. Well, that's not that's not Dak, exactly. Though. That's what I'm saying. So, so they had one wild card one win with, with Dak. Two are the playoff wins in the last 20 years, is what <laughs> okay, I'm saying. Sorry, sorry, Cowboy fans. Yeah, yeah. The, the two, the one, the one playoff game that Tony Romo ever won was in 2014 before yes. they went on the road and lost the Des caught it game against the, right. the Packers. Correct? And then in 2018, in that wild card game, they beat the Seahawks yeah. with Dak. Uh, all right, so one as opposed to two. So it's even worse uh, in terms of their four year, and that's a great one, Dub to go through uh, all those guys, all those teams who managed to have tremendous success with their quarterbacks still under their rookie deals. And uh, and then as soon as those rookie deals have given up, I mean, look at how the Rams regressed and look at what salary cap prison the Rams found themselves in. Now, granted, Todd Gurley's knee injury and the fact that he basically regressed to the point where there was almost no value with him at all. But the amount of salary cap that Jared Goff and Todd Gurley between the two of them were eating up was off the charts. And now the Cowboys are going to have a big three that is eating up uh, even more of those dollars. What about you, Eddie? Uh, Is this crazy to you? Well, yes and no. I I think I've gotten over the fact that players like a Dak Prescott, as you mentioned, others, uh, Matthew Stafford, that, you know, them getting these big contracts and and maybe being at the top of the list of quarterbacks or players overall, it does seem crazy, but that's just the way it is as far as being in line, that kind of thing. But I think it is crazy in the sense with the Cowboys and their salary cap, locking up this amount of money on a guy that probably is not going to win you a Super Bowl. Obviously, we can't tell the future, but if you're going to ask me to bet my money, I'm not going to bet that Dak is going to lead them to a Super Bowl win. And to justify paying him that much money, that's what you're going to have to get. 
Yeah, uh, I don't think uh, I don't think there's any doubt that the Cowboys are going to find themselves in golden handcuffs here with what they're doing with Zeke, with Dak, and with Amari Cooper. Uh, Roberto, you all in here too? Or are you a Dak guy? Oh no way, I'm not a Dak guy. But like Eddie says, the contracts and sports now don't surprise me. Uh, no, I wouldn't give Dak that that lock him up for that long with that much money, man. I, I would have gone the Kirk Cousins way and just give him a, a franchise tag him. And if he takes it, he takes it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. And he's what? The Cowboys have options. If he doesn't, if he tries to hold out, you, they can go and sign Jameis Winston for a year or maybe go after Cam for a year. They, they shouldn't give him all that money, man. That's crazy. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and, and I would say this, by the way. I don't begrudge Dak Prescott getting his money. I'm a capitalist. Uh, I Get as much money as you possibly can. That doesn't mean I believe the team's decision to give him that much is actually a smart decision. So that is not yet official, but again, Ed Werder reporting that the Dallas Cowboys and, and Dak Prescott have agreed that Dak is going to become the highest paid player in the history of the NFL. Uh, when we come back, Lance Taylor will join us. I'll ask him about this and more, including what he thought about uh, the Tiger King and also what the response and vibe is with Tua as he comes off his injury. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we bring in now Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor on uh, Twitter, 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham. LT, we were just talking uh, about the Dallas Cowboys making Dak Prescott the highest paid player in the history of the NFL. They've already made Ezekiel Elliott the highest paid running back in the history of the NFL, and they gave Amari Cooper monster dollars as well. This doesn't end in a good place for the Cowboys, does it? Um, I agree with you, Clay. I mean, I think Dak, and, you know, we've talked about this, is probably anywhere from 10 to 15 when we're talking about the top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. Yep. Um, you know, I don't I don't think he's even close to the top seven or eight. I really don't. I mean, I would even put Breeze and Brady at, at their age right now as better quarterbacks than Dak Prescott. Obviously, you know, uh, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, your, your last couple of MVPs, Russell Wilson, Deshaun, Watson, Aaron Rodgers is still better. Even in his division, when Carson Wentz is healthy, I think Carson Wentz is a better quarterback. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's a, that's a crazy take. And uh, the Cowboys, as we said earlier, had him under a rookie deal, and I think that artificially led them to believe that he was going to be really successful. And all he did was win one playoff game uh, during that four-year uh, window when, in theory, he should have been able to really take advantage as well as the team, and they couldn't do it. Uh, and uh, we pointed out, like, your Rams were able to get to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff under a rookie deal. Carson Wentz, who you just mentioned, even though he was injured, has played at times when he's been healthy at an MVP level, and the Eagles were able to win a championship. Uh, The Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson were able to go out and win a championship, and if you look uh, certainly with what the Chiefs have been able to do with Patrick Mahomes under his rookie deal – the outlier there in terms of quarterbacks that are going to get paid at a really high level is Dak Prescott. 
Uh, okay, so that is a big decision that has to be made. There are a couple of other interesting decisions. Uh, we know Brady has gone to the Bucks, and that's still kind of crazy to think about. What do you think about Bruce Arians saying, and uh, this came out, I believe, last night or yesterday, Antonio Brown is not the right fit for our team. Does that make sense to you? Uh, yeah, it does. I mean, look, Antonio Brown was one of the best two or three wide receivers in the league just two years ago. But, you know, and I'm a guy that's an, like you, second, even a third chance kind of guy, but Antonio Brown is just crazy, and I don't think there's any reason to really bring him in, especially at his age now, and just risk anything blowing up in that locker room. I mean, Tampa, watching them last year, you know, I think they led the league in, in passing yards. You look at Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you look at the potential at tight end with O.J. Howard and Cameron Bray. Um, you've got Ronald Jones, who's got a lot of potential in that backfield coming back. I just think you've got a ton of weapons there, and I just don't think there's any reason to risk, even with a guy like Tom Brady, who's been able to, I don't know, um, help out some personalities in the past, like Antonio Brown. But let's just go back to last season. Antonio Brown, what, had a week in New England yeah. with Tom Brady? So I just don't even think it's worth it. Uh, who would you bet on right now to have more wins in 2020, Tom Brady and the Bucks, or Bill Belichick and the Patriots? I'm going to go Tom Brady in the Bucks. Um, look, you know we, and I guess maybe we will find out over the next couple of years. You know the the eternal question. You know who was more important to New England was it Belichick or Brady? But I just again, Tampa was close to being a playoff team. They were a game away last year, so I think there's a lot of firepower on that offense. And when I look at New England, it's just such an unknown at the quarterback position. I mean, Jared Stidham was a solid quarterback at Auburn. But is he ready to take the New England Patriots to the postseason? I'm just not buying that right now, and I don't know what other options you're looking at at quarterback. I mean, Brian Hoyer is not going to take him to the postseason. Yeah, look, uh, I, I, I agree with you completely uh, with, uh, with that breakdown. The NFL has said that they are going to keep their draft at the exact same place. I'll get to that question in a second. But Tua... Uh, he is the linchpin of the overall uh, overall NFL draft this year. Wherever he goes, we'll kind of set the table for how the top six or seven picks go. Who do you think makes the decision to get Tua? Well, I think Miami wants him. Miami's got a, a stockpile of picks still. They're still really in good cap space. Not that that really matters with the rookie contract. But I think if Miami really wants him, they're going to have to package something up. Because I think Detroit, even with Matthew Stafford, who's still got a ton of potential you know, to, to be a top, and that's another guy I didn't mention. He's much better than Dak Prescott, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I think Stafford you know, has got another three or four years left. But Detroit could be looking for that next plan. It could be a Brett Favre slash um, Aaron Rodgers situation. Uh, but I think Miami would be the team that moves up to number three and gets him. If not, the Chargers, who, you know, ran so hard at Tom Brady and ended up being the runner-up in that situation. I think the Chargers could make a move, but I think Tua ultimately goes at number three. What do you think about Cam? Uh, he is now an unrestricted free agent. We talked about basically there being musical chairs with the quarterbacks. There are a lot of availability, and it seems like the music has stopped for Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, and Cam Newton. What happens with Cam from here? Now, I don't know, Clay. I don't know if he's ever going to be healthy again. You go back to 2015 and you know, that was kind of the the outlier for me for Cam Newton. You know, as good as he was that, that season at Auburn in 2010, winning a national championship, and up until last year, Joe Burrow, what he did at LSU was probably the greatest one season we've seen in the history of college football. But outside of 2015, I haven't really seen Cam Newton as an elite quarterback. And even, you know, what is he, 0-8, his last eight NFL starts, and I know he wasn't healthy in all of those starts, but I don't know if we're ever going to see him healthy again. 
So I don't have a lot of confidence moving forward that Cam Newton will ever be uh, close to a top ten quarterback again in the NFL. And so what happens? Like he does, does he retire? Does he just stay sit, sitting out and waiting to see if somebody gets hurt? Uh, where do you see potentially it making a fit, being a fit for him? You know, if if I were the Chargers again, unless they've got you know something in the back pocket that they're going to make a move on one of these quarterbacks in the first round. I mean, is Tyrod Taylor really going to be the answer? I know he got the Bills to the postseason a couple of years ago. He doesn't seem long term, so you might want to just throw a flyer out and give Cam a one or two year deal in L.A. If you're not going to draft a quarterback, uh, but I, NF- I think he'll ultimately be a backup this year, Clay. You know, he'll have an opportunity to compete, but I just I don't see it. But the good news for Cam Newton is he's made a ton of money. Uh, the NFL says they're keeping the draft exactly where it is right now. Begins on April 23rd. I think that's certainly good news for people like you and me. Uh, who have uh, almost nothing in terms of the sports community. And I think it's a good good news for the average fan out there because it gives us uh, something to look forward to on that first round uh, and second round particularly of the NFL draft. Is it the right decision given the way the sports community is going right now? Well, I think it is because I do think – I agree with Roger Goodell on this. I've never been a Goodell guy. But, you know, for him to come out and say, you know, this can serve as a positive purpose for, you know, clubs, fans, country at large, I can't even imagine what the numbers will be on people watching this just because it is something live and it's something so meaningful. Um, and as far as, you know, I, I know there's a lot of general managers out there that probably didn't want this, but all 32 teams are on equal footing here. So I understand that, you know, you didn't get to get out and, you know, get the player physicals and get the psychological testing and all of the information about the players, but everybody out there is on the the exact same footing. Uh, We're talking to Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor 94.5 Jocks on Birmingham, talking about the lack of things that are on television from a sports perspective. Last night, my nine-year-old was just desperate to watch sports, and we've done this several different nights, like, I just give him the remote and let him click around because it's hard to know what's going to be on, right? Like back in, you know, when, when it's normal sports season, I just pull up the app, look at all the games, and I'm like, oh, hey, you know, who, you know who's playing right now? Let's go check this out. And yeah, so, I was watching just a second ago on the NFL Network, I think. They had the, the Giants, you know, upsetting the Patriots, one of the greatest upsets yes. in Super Bowl history. That incredible. And I, t- I tuned in just in time. For the third and five where Eli Manning, I still don't know how he got out of that pocket and was able to complete that pass. Um, to the, David the, Tyree. Yeah, to Tyree. Unbelievable. Uh, so we ended up last night watching the – and it's not even that big of a game in the grand scheme of things, but we watched the South Carolina at Georgia upset, right? And uh, the, I, I still, like I, watching that game, think it was the biggest upset of the college football season – but I'm curious, have you found yourself watching a classic sporting event? And if so, what's the most ridiculous one that you found yourself watching now that sports is not on? Well, I got really into, and this was probably a week or so ago, um, it was Arkansas, Kentucky. I think it was the 1992 SEC basketball championship. That's it back might have in the day, 94. like uh, Todd Day and, uh, and Oliver Miller. Is that the, is that the, is that that Arkansas team? Yeah, and 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 uh, obviously Rick Pitino was coaching Kentucky then, and Kentucky had like the claws on the pants. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But that game went to overtime, and and I I just uh, I, I don't know I was I was heavily involved in it. Yeah, you know I'm kind of weird about this because I'll watch a movie two or three times or even more of some movies. I don't love going back and watching sporting events. I know the outcome of some of the classic stuff now. It's been so far removed. 
Um, I'm a little more up to watching that. But, you know, some of the stuff that just happened, like you said, Georgia, South Carolina, and the interesting thing about that is just how uncomfortable it is to watch Georgia attempt field goals. Yeah, well, and also, I mean, Georgia just fell apart in that game. Like, I, I remember watching it at the time. But going back and watching it with without the you know frenzy of a Saturday where there's tons of other games going on, you're like, my God, this was really just an unacceptable loss for Georgia and the way that they found a, the, 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 it was almost. I mean, they snatched uh, victory from the jaws. Uh, I mean, uh, d- defeat from the jaws of victory time after time after time. All right, so in hour three of the program today, and sometime later today, I'm not sure exactly when, but the podcast will update. We had Mike Leach on to talk about Tiger King. Uh, I know you watched this because you were the first person that texted me and said, man, have you checked this thing out? I mean, for people out there who don't know, this is a wildly popular documentary on Netflix about people who are engaged with big cats. Is it the wildest documentary you've ever seen? Yeah, because you've got everything. I mean, the, the main character, Joe Exotic, is flat out crazy. Yeah, I mean anybody that carries a holster on his hip. Um, I mean, we're talking about um, an open polygamist, a gay polygamist, by the way. Yeah, that loves uh, the almighty dollar, a dollar, of course, but also a guy that decides to run for president. Um, and the amazing thing, Clay, is he got twenty percent of Oklahoma's vote. Did he not? I, I think he, that I think ran? that was just the libertarian nomination. Okay. <laughs> they, they didn't. They kind of flashed it on the screen quickly. And so I don't think I think it was twenty or twenty percent of the uh, you know vote to be the libertarian nominee for governor. Well, there were so many things that came out of that. The dude with the ponytail that has uh, his place in South Carolina. I wanted a little bit more on him. The, yeah. The, the 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 guy that Scarface is based on, the nineteen eighty three film with with Al Pacino. You know, I want oh, more yeah. on him. Yeah, I mean, normally that guy is just like a huge part of a story. But he's just a small, like, a little side plot, you know, given yeah, how much craziness is going on. And then, obviously, the Carol chick is so crazy. I mean, the two things that really came out of this, you've got one of the most loyal, if not best, employees ever after the second episode. I know you tweeted out about that. Yeah. That Joe Exotic has got there. And then the Here Kitty Kitty video. I had to watch it again last night just for a little positivity before I went to bed. It's one of the best videos ever. Uh, so, Joe Exotic, actually a pretty good singer, right? Uh, I think that's auto-tune. Yeah. So I don't know if we've really seen Joe Exotic. Like, if you just put him on the microphone, I I, I don't know if we really want this to see or hear what he sounds like. But I think he auto-tunes everything. All right. Uh, do you think Carol Baskin killed her husband? Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, I, I would feel really good about this. You know, hey, look, you've got a wager. It's a yes or no. Um, I would – put almost any amount of money that she had him killed yes in general and mike leach and i talk about this on the podcast in general if you are married to someone and you are about to get divorced and there's lots of people out there who say you know what that this uh this this couple were going to get divorced if the couple if one of the people in the couple has gotten a police report saying that you threatened to kill them and then mysteriously that person disappears and you inherit millions of dollars as a result is there anybody out there regardless of who the person is that don't immediately think that the spouse has to be involved in the disappearance yeah i mean even if the marriage is good you know yeah 
It's just because there there were no other leads. I mean, he just disappeared into thin air. And multimillionaires just don't disappear like that. And, and oh, by the way, you've got a tiger farm. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is just, I mean, it's. I mean, inc- how much money would you put on that right now? Just yes or no? It happened. I think, I'm not sure. I, I think there is almost 100% chance that she knows exactly what happened to him. Like, I don't buy that your husband can disappear and uh, and you the day the day after it's been five years and they said even in the uh, the will and testament it said like if he dies or disappears and the lawyer was like I've never even seen like most people don't even think about you know the fact that you might disappear it's like one thing if you die and for people out there like after you've been dead for a certain amount of time d- disappeared for a certain amount of time they can announce you're dead so they had to wait five years in the state of Florida. And the whole thing is just, it, again, it's just a, a cavalcade of, uh, but, but, of wackiness. But we could have a, a, a spinoff of that. You know, Making yeah. a Murderer was such a, a fascinating documentary on Netflix for a little bit. I mean, you could just take her story and just follow that, all the ins and outs of that. I, I still can't believe it's a cold case, but I guess it's one that will never get solved. But to, to me, that was another fascinating element. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. It's Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor. Appreciate it, my man. Have a good weekend. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be it's Joe Exotic, if you've watched The Tiger King. Again, I, maybe Autotune. It's not a bad voice. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. I saw a meme that said he's the meth version of Alan Jackson. That's not bad. <laughs> you got Eddie Garcia. Give us an update. What's shaking, my man? Well, news from the NFL where the league draft will go. Any golf news, the New York Post is reporting that the U.S. Open will be postponed. It's scheduled to be at Wingfoot Golf Club in suburban New York. The USGA saying an official decision on postponing the event will not be made until mid-April. Now back to Clay Travis in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. Yeah, we were just talking about that yesterday, um, that uh, the likelihood based on where it's located is that it's going to need to be pushed back, but that we actually felt pretty optimistic about the PGA being able to come back earlier than almost anybody else. And so I, I do think that, uh, that they need to kind of expand the idea of, uh, of just getting it done. In fact, somebody sent me an interesting email saying, hey, why wouldn't they start to do some of these challenges from a golf perspective? You know, uh, like we had, I think it was Tiger Woods against Phil Mickelson, wasn't it, where they had the pay-per-view uh, challenge that everybody could watch? Right now, there's such a desperate demand for live sports it seems to me like golf is one of the easiest possible sports that you could play where you don't have to worry about guys being like right next to each other the whole time. So why wouldn't they set up some different challenges between top golfers and allow people, especially on the weekends when there's nothing else going on? I think if you set up some sort of cool challenge uh, in the world of golf, head-to-head, or team-based, like create some sort of Ryder Cup uh, as, uh, aspect of competition. You can test all these guys, make sure that they're not sick, but the number of people that you would need to be there is really, really low. And I think there's probably quite a bit of demand for for something like this. 
So that's one suggestion that I would have that could make a uh, a lot of sense going forward uh, in golf in particular is to go ahead and get this uh, rolling out. I know, by the way, speaking of new uh, content, that at FS1, Rachel Bonetta, who usually is on uh, Lock It In with us, and we're still on hiatus because you can't gamble on sports right now, uh, but she's hosting, they're doing a Madden tournament. So they're, they're having a bunch of former NFL players. I, I'm not sure the whole list of who exactly is playing, but they're setting up a Madden tournament this weekend, and she's the host of the Madden tournament. So, I mean, much like video games can be played by and large without needing to put a lot of people in close proximity to each other, I don't know why golf couldn't get really creative right now and go after a lot of fans who might not otherwise watch just because people are so starved for sports because you got people like me sitting around Lance Taylor was just talking with us watching a lot of replays of sports from back in the day and if there's that much demand for classic sports there has to be a ton of demand for real sports we know already that that Tiger versus Phil thing did pretty well a couple of years ago I think it could do well if they started to create new PGA challenges like that. When we come back, NFL draft officially locked and loaded on April 23rd. Is it the right decision? We will discuss also Antonio Brown not going to happen for him with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is his career over? We will discuss. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Interesting news out there. The draft has now been officially set, and we are officially set for a April 23rd event. And as we roll through the draft being set in general, uh, in a memo, Roger Goodell, uh, and this was uh, reported on by ESPN's Adam Schefter, public discussion of issues relating to the draft serves no useful purpose and is grounds for disciplinary action. Uh, He said that the NFL had unanimous and unequivocally agreed the draft should go forward as scheduled. Uh, And he said, look, there are some issues that that are certainly in play, but, quote, everyone recognizes that the public health conditions are highly uncertain and there's no assurance we can select a different date and be confident that conditions will be significantly more favorable than they are today. Moreover, uh, as Goodell says, I also believe the draft can serve a very positive purpose for our clubs, our fans, and the country at large, and many of you agree. Uh, I think it makes a, uh, a lot of sense to go ahead with the draft right now as well. And I got to give the NFL props here because it would have been easy for the NFL to, uh, to go ahead and not start free agency on time. It would have been easy for the NFL to, uh, to go ahead and not start the draft on time as well. And I think that Roger Goodell, who comes in for a lot of criticism, everybody, when you're the commissioner, everybody second guesses, everybody rips every decision that you make. I think Roger Goodell has done three things in a pretty good fashion here in recent history, and I think he deserves credit for it. First, he's maintained and gotten peace negotiated for the next decade in the NFL. The CBA passed between now and 2030, which is a lifetime from now, if you consider how much has changed and how much changes it seems oftentimes on a week or monthly or even day-to-day basis in this country today. So one, he got labor peace, 
which is going to exist all the way up to 2030, which allows the NFL owners and players to get a massive new rights increase for their television deal. That is a huge accomplishment. Second, uh, and that that's a bigger deal than either of these next two, but in the middle of this coronavirus crisis, he managed to both get the uh, NFL free agency out and running, which last week meant that the NFL dominated every single aspect of the overall sporting calendar. And now he's got it locked in that the NFL draft is going to happen on April 23rd. How exactly that will happen and what it will look like remains to be seen. But we now know that the NFL will dominate that week at a minimum and likely dominate multiple weeks leading up to that because there is absolutely no sports to discuss otherwise. I think it's a really smart move by Roger Goodell to get both of these events locked in in conjunction with the CBA. And again, I think Roger Goodell has made some mistakes in his tenure as NFL commissioner, but by and large, he has absolutely nailed and gotten all of these uh, events right uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt. So I want to give Roger Goodell props for getting those uh, situations resolved. And also, I think it's the right move by the NFL to go ahead and have the draft. Now, are there some unique challenges? Certainly. Uh, you can't maybe have as many players uh, that you'd like to visit with as in past years. Uh, you uh, you may have issues with physical uh, physicals being uh, completed. All of those factors certainly can be in play. But I think if you look at the, uh, you know, you basically pull out the old legal pad and you put down the positives and the negatives and you put a check mark alongside of each side, the positives of the NFL having the draft on time on April 23rd far outweigh the negatives. And I think you can judge how exactly to handle the draft as you see how the coronavirus plays itself out between now and April 23rd. Remember how quickly we've gone to crisis mode on the coronavirus. I tend to think that before long, we're going to hit the peak number of infections in this country, and then we're going to be on the backside of the coronavirus as we come down uh, through the uh, the spring. And I'm also, by the way, it's going to be a, uh, it was 80 degrees here yesterday in Nashville, uh, and much of the South, it was also very warm uh, wherever you live, if you live in the South. And there has been a lot of talk, and uh, I've watched a lot of these White House press briefings there seems to be a consensus, and look, consensus opinion has been uh, uh, wrong on a lot of stuff uh, re- relating to the coronavirus so far, but there seems to be a consensus opinion that warm weather is going to severely cur- curtail the spread of the coronavirus. And if you think about it, by and large, that's true for other viruses too. Not to say you can't get the flu or a cold during the summer, but when it happens, don't you always feel like it shouldn't be happening? Like everybody out there right now at some point in time has had a cold in the summer. And you're like, man, how in the world did I get a cold? It's 90 degrees outside right now. My nose shouldn't be running while I'm sitting at a swimming pool. Uh, So by and large, all of these viruses transmit better in cold weather than they do in warm weather. And uh, I think uh, the, the consensus seems to be that that's likely to be true for the coronavirus as well. Why do I bring that up? Well, if we get a lot of warm weather, which I think we are, between now and April 23rd, this coronavirus may start to spread slower just based on the warm weather arriving. But 
What I was going to say is, with all the warm weather arriving, there are a lot of people waking up all over the South today and throughout the weekend that'll be waking up with a scratchy throat, that'll be waking up with a runny nose, runny eyes, maybe you feel like you have a little bit of a fever. They're all going to be convinced that they have the coronavirus now. So the, the allergy season, the arrival of allergy season in the South in particular, and as it slowly moves uh, north as we warm up, is going to terrify a lot of people and they're going to run out and get their own tests and find out that they don't have anything wrong with them, uh, is my prediction. I think there's going to be a lot of people who get terrified that they have the coronavirus. But I think that is a, uh, a really smart decision by Roger Goodell to go ahead and get the draft in place. The other news story that to me is, is somewhat interesting uh, that is worth paying attention to is Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, according to uh, Bruce Arians, there was a lot of rumors that he may end up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They already have uh, Chris Godwin. They already have Mike Evans. Brashad Perryman may or may not return. Uh, the tight end, uh, O.J. Howard and Cameron Bray. They have pretty good uh, passing, uh, pass-catching talent for Tom Brady. But based on the Brady-Antonio Brown relationship, there was some talk that Antonio Brown might follow Tom Brady wherever he goes and that was effectively uh, shot down by Bruce Arians. So we don't know what's going to end up happening with Antonio Brown's investigation into his alleged sexual assault. Remember, that was a big story uh, in, uh, in July and August of last year as we ran up to the start of the NFL season. Antonio Brown was one of the biggest stories in the league. He stayed out of trouble of late, but when I see that Bruce Arians doesn't want to bring in Antonio Brown, even for a veteran quarterback like Tom Brady. It makes me believe that Antonio Brown's career increasingly is more likely to be over than it is to have anything left to it. And if that is true, then uh, it's it's certainly a disappointing and difficult way for Antonio Brown's career to come to a close. Would you guys agree with me that based on that, I mean, if you... If you are a head coach who seems like a kind of live or let live guy, it's not like Bruce Arians is kind of renowned for his uh, for his being a strict disciplinarian. And if you've got a, a aging quarterback that already has a really good relationship with Antonio Brown, but more importantly, has got a reputation as a guy who's all about business and can get people to buy in and become part of a team unit, even if they have a lot of diva tendencies, to me, if the Bucks and Bruce Arians and Tom Brady are saying thanks but no thanks to Antonio Brown, it's almost like Antonio Brown's NFL career is over. You get that sense, uh, Danny G? Well, I'm sure behind the scenes, A.B. is still texting his boy Tom Brady saying, come on, dog, get me in there. Talk to Bruce. But Arians' quote yesterday was there's no room and probably not enough money it's not going to happen it's not a fit here so with all things considered and I know that he went on his apology tour it felt so forced because and we predicted this on our show he was going to sit back without the checks rolling in and that's when it was going to hit him no doubt like oh not only the checks the attention yeah but more so the checks because his bottom line we know he's all about the money remember his really really bad music video When those checks stop coming in, boy, that serves you a big piece of humble pie. And that's exactly what went down with Antonio Brown. And he's going to need a couple more months of staying completely out of trouble for a team to take a third flyer on him. But I just think if the team like Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, that seems almost like an ideal place for him to go. 
if those guys are saying thanks but no thanks, I think it's hard for me to believe that there are going to be any options for Antonio Brown going forward. And that's without even knowing whether he's going to have to serve any suspension for a violation of the NFL's personal conduct policy related to the investigation they undertook. Remember, we still don't know what they've determined uh, on an NFL perspective, and I think they're holding it because they'd prefer not to have to release any kind of review of Antonio Brown's behavior. Because inevitably, when you look into allegations like these, some people are upset if you don't believe everything that's said. Uh, it, it's kind of a, uh, a minefield for the NFL in general. So unless he's signed by a team, I think they probably don't want to release the, uh, the findings of that, uh, of that investigation. But when you hear Bruce Arians uh, in, in con- consultation in conjunction with Tom Brady say thanks but no thanks, does it mean to you Antonio Brown's career is likely overdubbed? I mean, it certainly doesn't seem good for Antonio Brown, but I think the fact that you just laid out that the NFL hasn't released their official you know, punishment on him, that's got to be a huge reason why teams aren't really even considering him because they're probably sitting back thinking, okay, we can sign this guy for a year or two, but how many games are we actually going to get out of him? Because that's kind of a big risk you take signing a guy who has been under investigation and to not know what his punishment is, if he's even going to be able to even play after you sign him, that's got to be something that's you know turning teams off even more so to Antonio Brown. Not only that, I mean, the team is going to get ripped by uh, a large segment of society if they make the decision to sign him. So if you sign him and you suddenly find out he's going to be sitting out for four or six weeks, you have to hope that he stays out of trouble during that four or six weeks while he's serving the suspension before he's even able to take the field with you. I just I thought there was a decent chance Tampa Bay Buccaneers might be interested in him, uh, even with their depth at wide receiver. And the fact that they aren't, to me, is a really, really bad sign for him. Eddie, you were uh, and are a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. You uh, paid attention to a lot of Antonio Brown's antics and have followed his uh, star-crossed career trajectory ever since he left the Steelers. Does this feel like it's close to the door shutting on Antonio Brown's career? Not to mention, by the way, I think he's like, what is he, 32 or 33 now? He's not even that young of a guy at this point. He's 31. Yeah, turning 32 soon, isn't he, though? Uh, Let's see. July 10th is his birthday. Yeah, so before the season starts, he'll turn 32. Um, I'm not ready to close the door, actually, on on Antonio Brown yet. I actually believe Bruce Arians. I don't think he's a fit in Tampa Bay. They've got good wide receivers. They don't need to bring in a guy who has been a cancer in other locker rooms to mess up what's going on, even if Tom Brady maybe vouches for him a little bit. But I will be. I've got to say honestly, I'm surprised Antonio Brown's name has not been mentioned. And I know what's going on in the world, but still, he's been pretty quiet for a longer period of time than I thought he was capable of being. I don't know if uh, his cell phone service got turned off or what's yeah, going right. on. But, uh, I mean, look, he's obviously not going in a good direction, but he has been quiet of late. I, I think maybe reality is starting to set in for him. Uh, I'm not ready to say that he's not got a chance at this point yet, but it's not, obviously it's not going in a good direction. He has, to his credit, uh, ever since the uh, police video, and did he officially get arrested? I can't even remember. Did he get arrested in that uh, delivery man incident that they had? They had somebody bringing gear to his house. And yeah, I, I believe he turned himself into police. Yeah, okay. Eventually. So, he, yeah, he did get arrested there. But since that incident, he's pretty much been out of the public eye. Uh, we'll see whether that continues. Uh, Roberto, would you bet on Antonio Brown playing in another NFL game or not? Actually, I would bet. He's only 31 years old, I think, because of the age. I think he'll be back. If he was older, then I think he would 
definitely be done. Can't believe I'm saying that, but yeah, I think I think he might be back. 32 years old in July. I just in in general, the number of guys who dominate after the age of 32 or 33 in the NFL is pretty low at the wide receiver position. Now you can say, well, he's had a lot of time off, which is certainly accurate here recently. What kind of uh, shape is he in? We don't really know, uh, but he hasn't been hit in a while. I really thought if he was going to get a chance, it would be with Brady and the Bucks. notwithstanding. It is true, as Eddie said, that they have a pretty stacked wide receiver core already, but can you imagine if they had Antonio Brown, uh, if they had Chris Godwin, and if they had Mike Evans? That would truly be maybe the greatest receiving core ever. If you think about one, two, and three, certainly the best receiving core in modern history, and by far the best receiving core that Tom Brady would have ever thrown to. Uh, but it doesn't seem like it's going to happen if you can take Bruce Arians at his word. Speaking of taking him at his word, we take John Morosi at his word. He's going to join us next. He is our Major League Baseball insider, and uh, we will have him break down the latest in the Major League Baseball universe, what agreements have been entered into between the players uh, and the owners. What does he think about how this entire process could work itself out? They had spring training. Now they've stopped. Would they have to have another spring training warm-up before they could actually begin the season? We will discuss that and more. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Yesterday was supposed to be the opening day for Major League Baseball. A lot of people would have been excited to be uh, having dreams of World Series pennant championships uh, hanging from their uh, bedroom walls. Instead, we have no idea when the season is actually going to begin. John Morosi, thanks for getting up early with us here. What is the latest you have heard about uh, the Major League Baseball season and what might or might not happen? Well, good morning, Clay. The best-case scenario right now, I believe, for Major League Baseball would be uh, that they ramp up activity sometime in the month of May, and then we have regular season games around the beginning of June. And uh, that is what the commissioner has said. He said that yesterday on MLB Network. Um, And uh, so really it's now a matter of MLB and all the leagues waiting and, and taking guidance from the health experts on when it's safe to begin play again and i think one of the really key things that he also said yesterday during the interview was that all things have to be on the table right now uh games without fans games at neutral sites uh to try to get as many games in as possible and be as nimble as possible because as as we all confront the novel coronavirus together as as Americans and as citizens of the world here, uh, we don't know if we could be looking at additional waves of it later on in the summer or, or hot spots that would occur in particular cities. And so being nimble and being able to frankly, move games around uh, to places that are safe to play, uh, that may be needed. So that's, that's all on MLB's potential menu of options. But I, I thought the commissioner yesterday sounded, I, th- I think, both very realistic but also optimistic and spoke a lot about baseball's role in helping to uh, return our country to a sense of normalcy. So I would say that based on the interview yesterday, Clay, that the, the commissioner – 
does appear confident, I believe, that we're going to see baseball played uh, in 2020. Okay, so what would this look like? Uh, And I know there's still a lot of uncertainties, but we started spring training. We were working towards the start of the season, and then they basically put a pause in place, and now they're circling back around. So would they go back to spring training uh, to those locations down there? Would How would the process, you said, of getting ready like in May, what would that look like? Well, it's a great question, Clay, because when you think about it, one of the key things about spring training that is so important and, and so functional for clubs is that you have all of your uh, teams that you can play right in your neighborhood. Uh, if you're in Phoenix, the Phoenix area, We've got 15 major league teams that have their their camps there, and they can all uh, play there. and And uh, and you've got all the all the games you want to play right in your own town, and you don't really have to travel very far at all. It's of course the, the next question of if you're in May, uh, is it by then already 103 degrees in, in places in Arizona and Florida, and is that is that not optimal for for everybody to be able to to get outside and 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 work out? So it really is a it's a conundrum, I think, from that perspective. Logistically speaking, Clay, just knowing what the operations are like for MLB teams and also the size and scope potentially of spring training because you've got the minor league aspect of things still to think about it. And so maybe you would have a major league spring training that would occur potentially in the home city of a club like a Cleveland or, or a Detroit, for example. But then the minor league portion would, would almost certainly still exist uh, at, the, uh, at the complex in Florida or Arizona. Uh, all options are on the table, and that, that part to me is not entirely clear. But if, to me, if it's not oppressively hot, and I know that's obviously you can't really uh, really judge the temperature daily and, and say we're going we're to make a three-week decision based on how hot it is on one particular day. But it would seem to me that, that with the comforts of, uh, of those, those training facilities and the, the ability to play spring training games easily, it just seems to me, Clay, that right now it's, it's going to be easier in our, in our society and these circumstances to be in one central location as opposed to getting on a plane and traveling all the time. So I, I think my, my best case scenario would, would be probably they would be able to do it at their Florida and Arizona sites, but uh, I, I think it's too premature to be able to say anything quite for, for sure right now. So the idea of baseball is a little bit different than the idea of the NBA and the NHL. If for no other reason, then let me hit a couple of things for you here. One, you're playing outside, and that might sound uh, very, very basic, but in terms of where you would think of a communicable disease being more likely to spread, I think it being indoors, out of the sunshine, out of the elements, everything else beyond a shadow of a doubt seems like a more dangerous setting. And two, uh, you, in theory, as the summer months come out, there seems to be a consensus, and we know consensus opinion cannot always be correct, but there seems to be a consensus opinion that this virus is likely to be impacted in some way by heat, by sunlight, by warmth, like other viruses of its ilk have been as well. How does that factor in with the Major League Baseball community, maybe that's different than the NHL and uh, the uh, NBA, which both obviously have to be arena-based sports in terms of Major League Baseball being able to come back? 
Well, that's an excellent point, Clay. And my optimistic thoughts have been right along those lines too. And and again, we don't we don't know for certain uh, on the second point yet. I think that uh, we have both obviously seen and read the same information that there is some optimism uh, among some experts that perhaps the summer will bring relief uh, based on uh, just the, the the past science of other similar diseases. So I'm with you on that. That that perhaps once we get through this period of of social distancing over the next uh, month, six weeks, however, however long it lasts and however long the, the health officials say that we should do this, that, that if we do our part by adhering to social distancing between now and probably the, the earlier parts of May, that, that once we get going again, that we've got a chance to have a real season here and, and uh, that, that we'll be able to hopefully gather outdoors and, and, and in the summertime and that to your point, Clay, will be a much better venue than being indoors right now. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking optimistically in the same way that you are. And I also think that uh, maybe to finish up on a, on a point that I didn't really mention explicitly in the last answer, but spring training still will take time, and, and that is still one of the necessities of of, uh, of baseball, that pit- pitchers in particular need time, uh, at least probably three weeks. And that's why when you when you consider where the CDC guideline was uh, about prohibiting gatherings of more than 50 people, which basically even a, even a baseball workout, if you want to strictly define it that way, uh, when you think about the number of players and staff and, and uh, training staff and coaches, you basically have 50 people right then. So uh, I think at that point you, you want to adhere to the CDC guideline that said you shouldn't do that for a period of eight weeks, which puts you, you know, like May 10th, I believe, is where, about where that is. So if you, if you do that and then you do spring training for three weeks, uh, my, my quick math there puts you basically right at the start of June. And so that's where uh, I think the best case scenario is. And, and, and I think those, those mileposts, uh, again, if we all do our part as citizens here to, to keep our distance and, and keep people healthy, uh, hopefully the, the curve is bent, as we've been hearing about a lot on social media and in the media the last couple of weeks. If, if we can bend the curve as much as possible between now and the end of that eight-week period in early May, then I'm, I'm going to be ever the optimist that we're going to see uh, regular season games there in, in the month of June. Now, there's a couple of uh, agreements that have been entered between Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association. One, they've agreed on a five-round draft at minimum, which would take place in August, which is a big departure from what usually happens, which usually the Major League Baseball draft is in the middle of like the College World Series, uh, early June, if I'm not mistaken, late May. Uh, so that's a big change. But this one, to me, makes me believe the owners are pretty confident that they're going to be able to play and that is that players get free agent, uh, uh, you know, sort of credit for the 2020 season, even if the game doesn't happen. So this to me seems like, first of all, it's a big win for the players because they've protected themselves uh, pretty monumentally here. But am I reading this correctly that if you're an owner and you're basically giving away a year's free labor and uh, you have to assume that in some form or fashion you're going to be able to play this year, right? I mean, that's a big risk for the owners to undertake in the event that the entire season were canceled. I agree. And and you think, Clay, the situation for the Dodgers. You, you just trade for Mookie Betts, right. and, and uh, you give up uh, some, some real talent to bring in Mookie, a former MVP, for one year. 
And uh, there's no going back. And, and again, who could have possibly imagined at the time of the trade that we would be where we are right now? But there's there's no going back to say, hey, wait a minute, I I, want to make sure that Mookie plays a game for me. Uh, But (laughs) as as you point out, uh, I, I, I do think that there is some optimism threaded into that agreement and and that the 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 powers that be see a pathway to there being baseball this year they see flexibility in the schedule potentially pushing things back uh there's the the acknowledgement that if if they want to try to get in if they start in june and want to try to play a hundred games or a little more than that you're almost by definition getting into October for the regular season and then potentially November for playoffs, and and that could involve a neutral site. We also could see, Clay, and you and I had spoken about this what seems like an eternity ago, that MLB was looking at different iterations of the playoffs and potentially expanding the playoff format. That is now, and the commissioner made explicit mention of that yesterday during his interview with MLB Network, that he is considering uh, an expanded and altered uh, augmented playoff format for 2020 under the circumstances. So what that looks like, uh, it's hard to really say in terms of how many teams make in the playoff field, but I do believe, Clay, that if if we're talking about a regular season that culminates in the middle of October or later than that, almost by definition, the World Series is a neutral site World Series. And I think in general, we've got, of course, the All-Star Game at Dodger Stadium. In general, I think that actually makes some sense because one key consideration here, Clay, we don't know if there is some seasonality to this, and we're just at this point in time reading the same things that the experts are saying that you and I are here. If there is some seasonality to this and if there's another uptick in cases in the fall, I think it's going to make a lot more sense to find one safe place to play as opposed to four if you get to the ALCS, NLCS phase. So I, I think that being able to centralize the sport, hopefully in one city where there's not a high rate of infection in the fall, makes a lot of sense. And I think we could see our very first uh, fully neutral site World Series, what I believe would be more than a century here uh, for baseball in 2020. Oh, that's an interesting angle, too. And probably, to be frank, if they're playing into November and into late October, you probably just need to be somewhere warm almost in the same way that the Super Bowl says, hey, our February classic here every year in the Super Bowl is either going to be indoors with the exception of the one year they did New York. It's either going to be indoors or it's going to be in a place that is warm enough so that the weather conditions don't substantially impact things, right? So, exactly. No, the perfect, perfectly said. And uh, and I think there, as you alluded to earlier in, in regarding to the, the, the fact of being indoors versus outdoors, it's, it's, again, better probably to be in an outdoor open-air stadium. So take – or at least one that has a retractable roof. So look at all the – basically the, the southern portion of the country into, into the west – and and list off all those places, and, and those are probably all decent options for a neutral site World Series. So it's it, Clay. Obviously, these are unprecedented times for our country and heartbreaking times. But th- there there is a path back to baseball if if we all do our parts as citizens. And and I think once baseball comes back, you and I have talked a lot about where the game is right now and its place in American culture, and obviously not as much of a talking point as, as football is at this point in time. However, one of baseball's greatest strengths, let's not forget, is the fact that it's played every day. 
and we Americans have had a profound disruption to our daily routine. And once baseball comes back, and I'm going to be an optimist and believe it comes back this year, the, the fact that it's there for us every day is going to be important. It will give us something that is on our calendar that we can come back to, that is there on our, on our TV sets at 7 o'clock every evening during the week, and, and that's going to mean a lot. And, and so I think baseball, regardless of how many fans are in the stands, is going to play a vital role here, and uh, I'm, I'm certainly eager and hopeful uh, to get back to the ballpark whenever the health experts say that it's uh, safe for all of us to do so. Okay, uh, last question for you. The one beneficiary in all of sports, maybe more so than anybody else, and you probably know where I'm going here, the Houston Astros were set to be the most hated and reviled team in all of American pro sports, in all of American collegiate sports, when they took the field uh, to, to, to come back to play after the cheating scandal. I feel like the coronavirus has completely wiped out all discussion of the Astros. Is, is this a story that you believe will reemerge, or has the coronavirus effectively killed what would have been a monumentally massive story for the Astros when they came back to the field. Clay, to me, it does feel like fans probably, and I'm just basing my own emotion on this too, and 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 all of us as Americans, what we're enduring right now. It, I, I think it's going to be a little bit harder to to muster up the, the outrage, the indignation. Boo. Yeah, right. Yeah, just because what at this point in time, we're all going to be so grateful to be back at the ballpark, to have our routines back, to be able to just go out to eat at a restaurant and, and the, the, the basics of life that that we as a country probably have taken for granted, that I, at least I would I would think that in the back of our minds we'll say, is it, is it really worth booing right now? Is it really worth being negative right now when we're just grateful to be back at the, at the baseball stadium? I, I'm sure that there will still be some – uh, some antipathy for them, and and maybe the further away we get from where we're at right now as a culture, uh, perhaps the easier it'll be to, to muster up some some negativity and and some of the uh, uh, some of our, our usual motion of, of of wanting to boo the, the teams that are the villains uh, in in our world. But uh, I I do think that fundamentally. Clay, to your point, the psyche of the American sports fan has changed, and I, I do think that we are going to be a great, a more grateful group when we're at the ballpark. We're not sure, of course, in what numbers we're going to see fans, and, and will, will senior citizens be a little more reluctant to go to the ballpark because um, just of what we're living through right now. That's that's an unknown, but I, I do think that if if you're going to take the average fan and say, are you as ready to lustily boo? Jose Altuve or or uh, Alex Bregman today as you were two months ago, and I think the answer is no. And I think that's a very human reaction, and and that's okay. I think all of us Clay are going to deal with this emotionally uh, in our own ways. I think we should all be given the space to do so, uh, quite literally, physically, and and also emotionally. And and I just hope that when we get back to the ballpark, that we can do so with a smile on our face and with a lot of mind and, and care toward uh, public health, even then, because we're still going to have to do. Uh, wise things in terms of distancing and washing our hands and being safe. But uh, I, I do believe, Clay, that we're going to have baseball this year and that baseball is going to have a big role to play as our nation heals and hopefully emerges optimistically here later in 2020. Outstanding stuff as always. John Morosi, J-O-N-M-O-R-M-O-R-O-S-I. Go follow him there. Uh, appreciate it, my man.
Well, all the best to your family, my friends. Stay safe and stay in touch, all right? Uh, same to you as well. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their toyo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we have uh, got one interesting – got many interesting, but I would say one really interesting quarterback uh, uncertainty in Washington where Dwayne Haskins did not have a very good season one. Now, he's got a new head coach in Ron Rivera, and Ron Rivera made the decision to trade for Kyle Allen, who started 12 games for the uh, Carolina Panthers last year. Ron Rivera seems to really like him. And maybe, maybe he could end up the starter. This is a little bit surprising. Ron Rivera went on with a Redskins podcast, was asked about his quarterback situation and said this. I was only going to camp believing, but they're going to compete. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, nobody knows what's going to happen. We've just got to get ourselves ready and really like who we have in terms of our young quarterback. But Kyle's also a young guy that's got, got a live arm that understands the game, understands how we do things. So I'm excited about what this potential could be. Kyle fits what we do. He understands our system. You know, Scotty Turner's our offensive coordinator. You know, we're using the, the system that we had basically had in place for nine seasons. And Kyle's a young quarterback. He's had some success. He is good in the locker room. He understands what I'm looking for. He understands what Scotty's looking for. So hopefully we can take that and use it to our advantage with our, with our new team. Now, those are interesting comments, and you never know exactly what to expect kind of uh, going forward. But that's far from a full-throated endorsement of Dwayne Haskins is our guy and he's our guy going forward. And I bring that up for this reason. I still think that the likelihood is that the Washington Redskins are not going to look quarterback at two. But we have a month until the NFL draft now, which we now know is going to happen on April 23rd. Is it possible that Ron Rivera could go around seeding the idea aggressively that the Redskins are thinking about taking Tua at number two overall in order to try to force somebody, either the Miami Dolphins or the LA Chargers, to believe that they have to trade up in order to get Tua? If i am got that position and the expectation is that he's going to go get Chase Young, they want us a big-time rush defensive end, Rivera is a defensive guy, Expectation is Joe Burrow one, Young two. But if you are the Redskins, you need to try to see what kind of value might be out there for your number two overall pick instead of just going out and getting a great rush defensive end who a lot of people believe may be the next Lawrence Taylor. That's a big-time playmaker. Don't you need to figure out what you're going to do at quarterback at some point? And if that is what you are saying about Kyle Allen, who you have now traded for, what does that say about your commitment to Dwayne uh, Haskins going forward? It doesn't seem very good to me. 
doesn't seem like Ron Rivera is convinced that Dwayne Haskins is his quarterback going forward. And the reason why I think it's significant is last year we set the precedent that if you get a new coach and the new coach comes in, even if you got a first-round quarterback there, you don't have to sit on him. Josh Rosen was the guy in Arizona. Then Cliff Kingsbury gets the job. He's got the number one overall pick. Kyler Murray is out there. Boom, Kingsbury pulls the ripcord, trades Josh Rosen to the Dolphins, and goes and gets his own quarterback. Ron Rivera is not an offensive guy. But when I hear those quotes, it doesn't sound to me at all like he's committed to Dwayne Haskins. And that would make me nervous if I was Dwayne Haskins. Now, the numbers were really bad for Haskins last year. Yes, he got better as the season went on. But he did not look comfortable, and he didn't look like he was prepared to be the head of an NFL franchise. And it certainly doesn't sound like Ron Rivera believes in him very much. And if he's bringing in Kyle Allen, who he really likes and who he knows can be a starter and can win games in this league, that would make me nervous if I'm Dwayne Haskins. I think it's possible the Redskins, maybe at number two overall, are in play. Maybe Dwayne Haskins is even available if somebody wanted to trade for him. Not that I necessarily believe that anybody's going to trade for him. This is a story worth paying attention to as the Ron Rivera regime begins in Washington. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us through two hours. Final hour of the week up next. Mike Leach scheduled to be with us here as part of the podcast breakdown. Mississippi State coach, what did he think about the most viral television show out there? We'll talk. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Final hour of the week, Mike Leach, Mississippi State football coach, going to join us and talk about the most uh, popular television program. I say television program, even though it's on Netflix, the most popular streaming uh, option anywhere in the country, the the uh, Tiger King, uh, which is out there. And if you haven't watched it, a lot of you will be watching it this weekend. That's going to be a lot of fun. we got several different stories that are worth hitting as we roll through uh, the start of Hour 3. First, the Dallas Cowboys have made what I consider to be a very questionable decision, according to Ed Werder. He reported yesterday that they are prepared to make Dak Prescott the highest paid player in the history of football. You heard that right. Dak Prescott, who's not a top 10 quarterback, who has won one playoff game in his career, is poised to become a $35-plus million per year quarterback in the NFL to go along with $20 million a year for Amari Cooper and $15 million a year for, uh, for Ezekiel Elliott. That would mean the Dallas Cowboys would have $70 million invested in just three players. The salary cap, I believe, is set to be $198 million uh, next year. So you're talking about an exorbitant amount of money to be paying at the top end, which ends up meaning that your overall talent elsewhere on the roster is going to be diminished substantially. So far, the Dallas Cowboys, one playoff win with Dak Prescott. Uh, I believe they have missed the boat on what has turned into one of the best possible uh, sort of situations you can have set up anywhere in the NFL which is getting a quarterback under a reduced rate salary and being able to ride uh, that partial advantage in terms of the salary cap to either a Super Bowl or Super Bowl title. The Rams did it with Jared Goff. 
The Eagles did it to a certain extent with Carson Wentz, even though he was injured. That's one reason they were able to afford a decent backup in Nick Foles. Uh, We saw the Kansas City Chiefs just do it last year. Uh, They're going to have to pay $40 million plus to Patrick Mahomes in uh, the years ahead. There's no doubt. But in the meantime, they have got him under a rookie contract. We saw the Seattle Seahawks do it with Russell Wilson. All of these teams, if you look at what they were capable of doing, they took advantage of their quarterbacks under those rookie contracts. Now the Dallas Cowboys, who were not able to do that, who only had to pay Dak Prescott around $2.8 million for four years, are going to be paying him $35 million plus per year. I think that's a very questionable move. Smart decision. Not a questionable move at all by Roger Goodell to stick to the dates with the NFL draft. They're not going to do it in a big, public, exorbitant fashion like the plan was in Las Vegas. I would think they'll probably put the draft back in Las Vegas again sometime in the future. In the meantime, April 23rd will still be the open of the NFL draft. They aren't changing anything less than a month from now. For uh, 27 days, I guess would be the math. Four weeks from now, basically, we will be opening up this program, I would imagine, talking about what NFL teams did on the opening day of the NFL draft. Roger Goodell said, yes, there's uncertainty about the coronavirus, but there's also uncertainty about what things will be like later in the spring and in the summer. Why not go ahead and give people a much-needed distraction? I think that is a very smart decision by Roger Goodell. Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association have reached agreement on how to handle the 2020 season for purposes of contracts. This is, to me, a really big sign that the owners believe games are going to take place this year. You heard us talking with John Morosi in hour two. He's our Major League Baseball insider. Uh, But the important detail here is because of the way that this deal is now structured, if, for instance, the season did not happen, then every single player would get paid under their existing contract and it would count for purposes of free agency. So if you have a guy who only has one year remaining on his deal, then he would become a free agent even without playing this year, even if things are so bad that Major League Baseball is not able to return. That, to me, is a big risk by the owners and means that they must definitely be anticipating that they are going to play this season. Speaking of playing this season, I think the NBA wants to desperately get back on the court because... They just announced that they're cutting league salaries by 20% for all top executives. Uh, Players are taking a hit as well. A haircut in terms of not being able to play these games. More complicated for the NBA and the NHL to figure this thing out because they play inside of arenas, whereas Major League Baseball has the advantage of being an outdoor event. And if you look at all of the uh, sort of expert analysis of this virus, there seems to be a genuine consensus, general consensus, I would say, that as the weather warms up, the virus is going to become less able to spread based on how other viruses that are similarly uh, crafted and created typically behave during the course of the summer months. And if you think about it, the, uh, the cold, the flu, for instance, cold and flu season basically runs November to April for the most part. You can still get the cold and the flu from April you know, through October when the weather's relatively warm across the United States, but it's rare. 
and you always feel like in some way you're getting cheated if that happens. By which I mean, if you're sitting by the pool and it's 90 degrees and you've got a cold and everybody knows what it feels like when you have that summer cold, you're like, man, why? how in the world do I have a cold? Why is my nose running when it's 90 degrees outside? It can still happen, but it, by the way, is much less likely to be happening. Bit of news, by the way, that is going to be a large story in, the, uh, in, in that connection to the coronavirus. Boris Johnson, who is the prime minister of England, has announced that he, is, uh, he, he has the coronavirus. Says it's a mild case and he expects to continue to work, but he is the first world leader uh, that I have heard of, at least, who has contracted the coronavirus. Um, so uh, we still need a lot of data. I watched the White House press briefings yesterday. Uh, still need a lot of data about how exactly uh, commonplace this coronavirus is um, as more and more famous people, including Kevin Durant and Donovan Mitchell, um, Tom Hanks, uh, as guys like that are being testing positive, then it is somewhat interesting to ask uh, how prevalent is the coronavirus. And remember, the more prevalent is it is, the less dangerous it is. I will say this, for those of you out there who've been sort of worried about this virus and constantly uh, reading about it on social media, for a long ter- time we have heard, oh, the United States is a ticking time bomb. We are Italy. Everybody wants to talk about Italy and the death rate in Italy and everything else. We now have more cases of the coronavirus that we have tested for in the United States than Italy has in its country. Yet, Italy has eight times the deaths that we do. We are not Italy, I think. I've been telling you guys that quite a bit on social media, but I'll say it on the radio as well. We are not similar in any way to Italy. And by the way, we are now testing over 100,000 people a day. And we have, uh, thanks to this ramped up testing, now tested more people by a substantial margin than any country in the world. And that is one reason why our overall test rate of, uh, of positive test rate continues to grow. Uh, right now, the death rate among positive tests is around 1%-ish, meaning 99% of people, even if you get the coronavirus, are uh, ending up fine. And that number isn't even accurate because there are far more people with the coronavirus than know that they have the coronavirus. So uh, again, I continue to be optimistic that as it warms up and uh, as the social distancing and everything else comes into effect, that we are going to have sports again. I think we will have sports again by June 1. That would be my expectation. What they will look like, whether there will be fans present, all of that remains to be seen. My early read would be, I bet we're playing games without fans present for much of the month of June. And then as we move fully on into the summer, into July and August, I think it'll become more and more likely that fans will be present. A lot of people have been asking me, hey, what do you think about how this is potentially going to impact football? I would be very surprised if we're not playing football again in the fall. Now, one of the things that's going to have to be uh, worth contemplating is, are we going to come through another cycle of the coronavirus? In other words, uh, because summer's coming on, it would be expected that we would be able to kind of eliminate 
uh, much of the coronavirus as the weather warms. That's, again, the consensus opinion among experts who have looked at the virology of this particular disease. But then it's also possible that it reemerges as it becomes cold. That might be something that the NFL and college football have to think about in terms of producing big crowds. Uh, what will they? Uh, what what decisions will they make going forward um, in terms of that? But I would be very very surprised, stunned if there is not football, both college and pro, uh, as we come uh, down the stretch run there. Uh, Another bit of news, Antonio Brown, according to Bruce Arians, not a good fit for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So uh, many people, including me, had wondered whether Tom Brady now to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, whether there was a possibility that Antonio Brown would end up on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. It appears that that is not likely to happen. As you just heard us, by the way, at the end of hour two, Interesting drama developing in Washington based on comments that Ron Rivera made. It does not sound like he is 100% committed to his quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, in terms of the long-range future or even the short-range future of this franchise, saying that he expects for Kyle Allen to compete for that starting job from uh, the get-go. All of that is out there circulating in terms of major news stories that we are following as we roll into the weekend appreciate all of you hanging out with us um that would be uh i believe essentially everything there when we come back we are going to be joined by a uh by mike leach mississippi state's head football coach and we are going to be talking about one of the most popular uh ways that people are spending their time right now which is watching a uh, television documentary it's on netflix uh called the uh called the tiger king and before we go to break to bring in mike leach to talk some about that uh, i want to go around the horn danny g you've watched it right have you finished it i did i finished it last night uh so what would you say to people out there everybody's looking for ways to you know entertain themselves or maybe entertain their roommates or significant others husbands wives uh because a lot of people are quarantining and staying around their house which means the overall amount of streaming that's going on whether it's netflix hulu amazon uh whatever not to mention traditional television viewing is up fairly substantially would you endorse the idea of watching this documentary 100 percent, especially for fans of outkick because Thunderdome, Animal Thunderdome is such a big part of our show all these past years. And this is like Animal Thunderdome on crack. Yeah. There's so many layers to this. Or meth. Yes, in this case, meth. You're going to find Carol Baskin to be, to me, the most interesting character in all of this. And, you know, when you play poker, everybody has a tell. With Carol, I noticed every time she looked up and laughed about how ridiculous the speculations about her were. She was lying yeah. as she laughed and looked up every single time. She had that tell. She's the biggest liar on this, and it's just uh, it, it's amazing. If you love big cats and zoos uh, and meth, this is your show. <laughs> what about you, Dub? Have you finished it yet? I have finished it, and that's very well said, Danny G, I must admit. But what I love about this show, first of all, everything that happened is true which is literally unbelievable. You will not believe the things that happen in this documentary that you are seeing in front of your eyes. But other than Joe Exotic, who is, you know, the main guy for, I think it's safe to say, 
there's like three or four other characters in this whole storyline that could have their own spinoff show. And it would be probably just as interesting and just as crazy, just as insane, just as entertaining and just as unbelievable. I mean, just Doc Antle, I think, might be the most insane person out of all of this. I mean, this guy has no one knows how many wives he has exactly. He or has kids. probably or kids. He has probably the most well run, well organized operation out of all these people that are that are featured in this series. And he has this soul patch that is unbelievable. It's it's making me wonder if I should start rocking a soul patch because he has like eight or nine wives. I mean, this could be the secret. Good looking wives for too. My, exactly. This this soul patch could be the secret I've been searching for my entire young adult life in, ter- in terms of picking up women. So he's got me really reconsidering my own life. By the way, what are you doing? You're 25. Like so, I, I've said this before, and we'll probably talk some about this next week. I don't. My life doesn't change that much uh, when we're you know socially isolated uh social distancing all those things um you know i've got my wife and my three kids so our house is kind of busy in a zoo anyway with a 12 and 9 and a 5 year old running around all the time i played wiffle ball yesterday lots of football uh weather's good so i'm kind of with my kids a lot and and i work a lot otherwise but i work from home so that aspect of my life really hasn't changed that much um, you know, I'm less social, but not, it wasn't like I had a ton of time to be spending socially otherwise, but you're 25 and single. How many roommates do you have? I live with two guys. Uh, so, one, uh, one went to Auburn with me. The other went to university of Georgia. All right. So how much different is your life right now than it was before the coronavirus? Well, I've been doing a lot of just hanging out at the house. Really. I, I still go play golf on the weekends. Thank God that the golf courses are still open. Otherwise yeah. I really don't know what I would do. OJ Simpson actually tweeted or said the other day, he would go crazy if all the golf courses, yeah, God forbid closed that down. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, I really felt that from OJ. Uh, but I've really been, uh, I played in a lot of video games. I haven't played this much video games since I was like in eighth grade. So I'm, I'm kind of getting back in the swing of that. Just kind of, kind of laying low and just hanging out, watching, uh, Tiger King, like the rest of America. So, I mean, just uh, maybe catching up on a little sleep as well, which has been kind of nice, honestly. There's Early. websites that are advertising for virtual dating. Because think about it. If you're dating, if you were dating before all this happened or dating somebody you don't live with, it's super interesting. I've been having lots of arguments with the girl I'm dating right now because obviously we haven't seen each other in weeks. Uh, that's crazy to me. I understand the social distancing thing. If I were dating somebody, I'd be hanging out with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what? the pro, okay, but I agree with Clay there. But she's Latina. She lives with her older mom. Well, that's so that's her decision, not right, yours. I mean, right. if you live with uh, if you live with somebody who's elderly and you're concerned about that, that's different. But I mean, if you know, like Dub, you don't have a girlfriend. But if if I were 25 year old guy or 26 year old guy and I'm dating somebody, uh, I understand the social distancing thing. I'm not just suddenly going to stop seeing my 25 or 26 year old uh, girlfriend. Unless, like you're saying, she lives at home with elderly parents. To me, and I've been saying this for from a get-go, what, I, what we did was my parents live in our neighborhood, right? Um, so we see my parents a lot. What we have basically told them is because there's so many people who are asymptomatic and can have the coronavirus that we don't know might have the coronavirus, I could have it right now and feel 100% fine. 
wife could, certainly kids could, because uh, they seem that they may be carriers. Uh, we just don't know enough about how exactly this virus spreads. So I just said, hey, we're not going to be put ourselves in, you know, like close proximity to you. We usually see you two or three times a week. We're not going to do that until this thing kind of calms down. So that to me is social distancing that's really smart, where you know somebody who's elderly. My parents are 75. You know somebody who's elderly, and even if they're healthy, and thankfully they are, they are in a bigger risk category if they got sick than me or my kids or other people our age would be. Um, So uh, socially distancing is great, but really socially distancing from people who are in danger is to me even more important than just socially distancing. And the reason why I bring that up is if I'm dating a 25-year-old girl, if I'm Dub and I'm 25... Uh, I'm I'm still hanging out with her the same way that I would before. I'm just telling her, hey, stay away from your grandma or grandpa or somebody else if you're going to be hanging out with me. Does that make sense? What would you do? What are you doing, Roberto? You got a kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, lots of uh, my, my daughter's really into pretend play and all that. So yeah. uh, playing with her a lot. We walk outside with the wife and the daughter. My wife's busy. She's like double duty right now, working from home and basically being the teacher at home with the daughter also. Yeah. Yeah, so she's really busy with that. And uh, lots of Netflix, man. Lots of them. My, my Have wife, you watched Tiger King? Not yet. My wife already finished it, though. She, what did she say? She loved it. She was like, man, these people are crazy. Yeah. She, yeah. What about you, Eddie? Have you seen the Tiger King? I have not. I had a dis- I had a discussion with my wife yesterday and tried to explain it to her as best I could, even though I haven't seen it. Just everybody's talking about it, and she didn't seem too interested in watching it this weekend. So uh, I'll try again. But if she does, if she doesn't want to watch it, I'll watch it over the weekend. What are you guys doing to pass the time? Uh, we honestly we go for a walk every day. That's it. Like how far? A couple miles. We have that's a, it. We have Otherwise, a, we have a park near our house. We walk around. Have it. you changed? any of your behavior otherwise yes because my wife has lung issues so we're, so you guys we're, other than that but like what do you do do you watch netflix like what do you do in the house netflix no netflix and video games yeah all right how old are you i'm 50 so what video games do you play i just bought nhl 20 <laughs> so I got, I got no hockey do you season. play against other people i don't play against like strangers but i have friends that and i do I, and i got mlb games. the show and i just like Plunking all the all the Astros players. <laughs> I mean, I, I have been. Do you get thrown out, Roberto? Yeah, you, I get thrown out. I have oh. to change pictures all the time. My uh, my kids, I I, I bet ninety percent of my discipline is over them fighting over Madden. You know, like uh, they're playing and somebody scores in an unfair way, or somebody's talking trash, or whatever it is. I bet ninety percent of my parenting right now is about fights relating to Madden. And I played against my nine-year-old. Uh, you know, I, I play off and on, but I, I, haven't, I haven't had time to play video games. I mean, I, I grew up obviously playing everything, but I'm, I'm not anywhere near a good Madden player. And uh, my nine-year-old beat me 49 to 21. Oh. And he's called timeout to score a final touchdown <laughs> with one classy. second left. Keep it classy, <laughs> Yeah, I felt like I was playing against Steve Spurrier. I mean, uh, in your face. Yeah. And and he said that I had to tweet it. I think I tweeted out that I lost 48 to 21. It was actually 49 to 21. Back back in the, I don't know if the Madness still has the replays when you score a touchdown and the replay would play and it would would piss you off. And the guy, whoever you're playing, would like go back and play the replay replay again. Slow mo. You could slow mo. Look exactly what I did to you here. Yeah, that's what the brothers, that's what my kids, my two oldest, are doing. They're driving each other crazy. Uh, Speaking of driving each other crazy, everybody will drive you crazy on the new uh, Tiger King movie. 
And we have got Mike Leach. This is a part of a podcast that we recorded yesterday, breaking down the most viral sensation of the coronavirus era so far, the Tiger King. It's Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach and me uh, talking about it next. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying, flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their kumo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we bring in now Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach. This is a part of my wins and losses podcast, and we're talking about this Tiger, <laughs> the Tiger King, which is an incredible show on Netflix. It begins now. Did you find Joe Exotic to be a likable guy? I mean, this is essentially the story of Joe Exotic, a guy who starts a uh, runs a wildlife park in uh, Winniewood. I didn't know how they pronounced it exactly, but Winniewood Exotic Animal Park. Um, and we start off following him, and uh, obviously we see his ups and downs, and it ends with him in prison. But did you find him to be a likable person? Uh, likable would be quite strong. Yeah. Uh, charismatic, yes. Uh, likable, no. Uh uh, uh, I think a guy that uh, his intelligence and innovation was constantly underestimated. Um, I think that uh, it is not a show of likable people. Uh, uh, you know, there is not a bunch of likable people on here. Uh, I like the Tigers the best. And then uh, <laughs> second best, uh, the young lady that got her arm cut off seemed to be the the one quiet but uh, solo voice of common sense. Yeah, you know that it's a crazy show when the the, the girl who got her arm t- torn off and went back to work like five days later seems like the most realistic of all of them. So I'll say this. If you had to work at one of these animal parks, if you had to work for Joe Exotic, Doc Antle, uh, or, uh, or you had to work for Carol Baskin, which of the these are the three people who run the animal parks and what's ironic of course as you watch is there isn't a whole heck of a lot of difference between them although carol baskin tries to make it out like her situation is so much different than these guys in the grand scheme of things she has a lot more in common with them than she does not in common which of the three do you think you would prefer to work with uh, I think Joe Exotic would be the most exciting. Yeah, I think the the most stable would be um, uh, the fella Attell or whatever his name is in South Carolina. Yep. Um, I think that um, you know Carol Baskin. We're still trying to sort out whether or not she murdered her husband, and there's a lot of circumstantial evidence that she did. But that thing on its face is a fraud because. Um, not only are they in the tiger showing business, um, but they, uh, uh, they're not in rescuing. They're in a, uh, you know, they're in a profit motivated, uh, show the tigers, uh, just get them for free business. And, um, and so, you know, it's, uh, that whole thing in my mind is kind of based on a lie, a number of lies. Um, um, 
they have, it seems to me, they had the worst tens of the three. Um, you know, so it's it, once the Tigers get there, it, I don't even know that there's uh, quite as well taken care of as far as uh, space and resource. But um, and that's hard to compare based on the show. But um, you know, uh, the one thing that that was notable at the beginning, there's this big heavy guy, a unique looking guy, um, big heavy guy that says, you know, in the in the exotic animal industry, there are, you meet all kinds of people and these people are different. He says the monkey people are a little different. He says, <laughs> but the big cat people will stab you in the back in a second. And, um, the, uh, and they did, I mean, it's a constant, uh, seven hour series of people stabbing each other in the back, uh, you know, pretty narcissistic group, uh, to the point where, there's not really room for anyone else. And, uh, and, and, you know, the one thing that was unique about it is whether you go Joe or uh, Mr. Attell or Carol Baskin, they all just thrived and craved attention, no matter hardly what form they got it in. And then um, the other guy that I would like to know a little more about how about the the reporter guy, the Hunter Thompson looking guy with the hat? Oh yeah, that uh, you know he knows the where producer. All the are yeah, buried. yeah, yeah. But his material got destroyed. Um, uh, you know, kind of a guy in the shadows. That uh, anyway. So um, it was a show that. Um, okay, so it's very Quentin T- Tarantino, real life. So think Quentin Tarantino, real life. Things so extreme and so over the top. If you were to make a real movie out of it, like a movie, a commercial movie, um, you would have to take the edge off of a few items and a few coincidental things and a few things that happened in order to make it realistic enough that the audience doesn't laugh you out of the cinema. But the thing is, I mean, right before your eyes, all this stuff really happened. You have worked in some eccentric places, right? You worked at Texas Tech. You worked at Washington State. Now you're at uh, Mississippi State as a head coach. Have you ever known a booster or somebody who was a big supporter of one of your athletic teams that had a tiger or had a lion or had a setup like this? You know, there's a lot of rich people that decide, seems like drug dealers are always deciding to go get, uh, to go get uh, animals like this. Pablo Escobar had his own uh, menagerie, you know, down in uh, Colombia. Have you ever known anybody uh, who was... Felix, Felix in Mexico did, because I watch Narcos also. Felix in Mexico did. That's right. That's right. And, uh, yeah, how about that? And these guys, uh, uh, awful lot of drug guys in this thing, too. A lot of drugs. And yes. I don't know what it is about tigers and drugs, but, um, yeah. Uh, Have you ever known a booster who had, like, a, a big collection of animals like this? You ever go to somebody's house and think, my God, I can't believe, you know, th- this guy lives in a place like this? No, I have not. Um, uh, one time, and I don't know Ted Nugent, but um, uh, twice there's been a little bit of talk of going hunting on Ted Nugent's ranch, which I've never done. But, you know, his is a big ranch and mainly the the kind of the game animals, the hoofed game animals, you know, is kind of some of the business he does. And then, um, but... Uh, no, I can't say that I have. Uh, you know, shoot. So the people I know, 
I might have the most exotic pet of all of them. Um, uh, I had a raccoon when I was a kid, but, um, Oh, okay. Here's one for you. Um, uh, and sadly the monkey died, uh, pretty much of old age, I believe. Um, yeah, my friend, Pat Knight, uh, Bobby Knight's son, who was the basketball coach at tech, uh, when I was there remains a good friend, <clears throat> bought a place in Panama city, uh, bought a house. And in between these two houses was a dock. And, um, on the dock was a world-class tiki bar just that the neighbors used, okay? And they would just go out there and watch the world go by and hang out at the tiki bar. And there were all these regulars that had been going there for years, which Pat kind of connected to. And uh, and then, of course, they had you know free permission to come and go from the monkey bar, and they helped out looking after his house in between times. And... They had this monkey there, this kind of orangutan type of monkey. And the monkey just lived there in the monkey bar and let him out of his cage and have drinks. And, you know, there was the monkey. And the monkey lived in the monkey bar for years, years before Pat even got there. And uh, so he uh, could say that he sort of had a monkey for a while, although that monkey was all well on his way to being taken care of and had a lot of uh, well-wishing handlers around him. Did you visit and, and hang out at the Tiki Bar at some point, or did you just hear about it? I've always wanted to, and I'll start thinking about it, getting excited about it, having send pictures of the uh, the monkey bar. Uh, the hurricane got the monkey bar. Then they rebuilt the monkey bar. Uh, it is kind of a bucket list item to uh, go uh, hang out with Pat Knight at the Monkey Bar. Uh, and Pat's in Vegas now, but in, I don't think he gets to the Monkey Bar as much as he'd like, but uh, I would definitely like to check that out. The Monkey's gone, though. Mike Leach, we're talking about the Tiger King. More with Mike Leach when we return, finishing off the week here on OutKick. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We are talking with Mississippi State head football coach Mike Leach. This full conversation, if you are a fan of The Tiger King, which is the number one show on all of Netflix right now, millions and millions of people watching it. It's a crazy documentary about three different tiger uh, parks, effectively. Uh, great stat beginning the uh, the documentary that there are about 4,000 tigers in the wild. There are more tigers in captivity in the United States between five and 10,000 of them than exist in the wild now. Uh, we obviously had the tiger hunter, uh, Nawab Shafali Khan, uh, and we need to get him on again at some point, especially now with sports done. Uh, but in the meantime, we are talking with Mike Leach. This full podcast is up. If you search it out, Clay Travis, Outkick. It's the Wins and Losses podcast. You can hear it all. Uh, maybe a little bit of a spoiler alert here, but it's a documentary, so it's all already out there publicly. I don't think there's anything really that we are going to uh, to mess up by having uh, this conversation. Enjoy it. Here begins now. All right, so here's the, my first question, because I was talking to my wife. We were watching this together, and they're like, uh, you know, Carol Baskin's talking about how awful Doc Antle's place is and also Joe Exotic's. And I'm assuming Doc Antle's place, Doc Antle's place is still open. I kind of want to go. 
Uh, I, I mean, I, I want to go visit this place because having watched it, you know, Joe Exotic's place is clearly shut down, and I, I didn't really like Carol Baskin. I wouldn't want to give her any money. But I kind of would want to go to the Doc Antle place. Would you be, if you were in South Carolina and you were close by, would that be something that you were interested in doing, going to visit the Tiger Park? I probably would. I mean, and it, now there may be lines out the door with Oh, the, no doubt. It's the best advertising he could get. Yeah. Uh, they said at the end, you know, the caption at the end that uh, it may or may not still be in operation, but in his look to be kind of the highest cleanest and the yeah. best, uh, the best organized, you know, and, and he did seem to be, well, okay. Now he's got some wild proclivities too. <laughs> uh, I lost track of how many wives, but um, yeah. And he puts them all to work. You know, if you go to work, you do a good job. You get to be one of his wives. And then, um, yeah, but it it it, it kind of looked like uh, he was sort of organized, knew what he was doing. Where Joe Exotic, you know, he got into a lot of things. You know, ran for all kinds of public office, uh, and the, and then of course the I'll tell you the best scene in the movie, the best scene in the whole movie, where you know he catches on or gets some information about Carol Baskin uh, allegedly or possibly murdering her husband. And then he does the song, fancies himself as a country western singer. Oh, it's singer, unbelievable. Yes. Does Hear Kitty Kitty. <laughs> and it's a video. It's a video where he portrays her feeding her husband to her tigers. Yes. It's an incredible music video. I mean, his music in general, I think, might become incredibly popular now. Because the videos themselves, I mean, you can't even make up the ideas of stuff that he came up with. <laughs> In so many different respects. I mean, Mike, the, 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 the eulogy, the eulogy that he gave for one of his two husbands, Travis, who tragically shot himself, I was like, this is the most unbelievable. And then he started singing. I was like, this is the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. And I was watching, and there are probably a lot of young single women who have watched this too, and they're probably thinking to themselves, wait a minute, Joe Exotic convinced two straight men three straight men, at least two straight men, to marry him. And there's a lot of single women out there like, I can't even get a man. And somehow Joe Exotic got a couple of men. I mean, I, I don't even understand how that happened. Well, it sounded like drugs was a big part of well, it. Well, that then, could be that could be a big part of it. So prison and drugs, you know, it's like uh, you need somebody that needs you more than uh, you need them. So you get these guys got out of prison and then – you know, load up and fuel their drug habit, and then the mixture of firearms with it. He had it all together. He had it all combined: alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and drugs, and then um, insects. All the vices. All the vices. Uh, uh, you know, uh, culminate all together, and then the uh, well. And you know, he's a one-stop guy. You got pizza with. Uh, outdated meat from uh, Walmart. That got, scene, I uh, think that's the I think that's maybe the most amazing scene in the whole thing where they pull up the outdated meat truck from Walmart and the customers, sorry, the the employees go through it first and find out the stuff that they like the best and then they throw the rest into a big dumpster basically to go take and feed the tigers. I mean that that scene is like you couldn't make that up and then they decide to get into the pizza business and they start serving pizza with uh expired meat from Walmart. And don't forget that they're in the underwear business, too. 
Oh, I forgot about the underwear. You know, it, it was the ultimate Bill Murray scene, you know. I seldom wear underwear. If I do, it's usually something <laughs> unusual, you know. And, and, and you know, chicks dig me. Well, uh, um, and Joe made it clear uh, he, ne- he never wore underwear, but he would sell some tiger-looking underwear, you know, kind of uh, uh, marble sack-style underwear, and then, uh, yeah, and, and, you know, one thing that I felt like I missed on the thing that I definitely wanted to see is I wanted to know all the stuff they were selling in that souvenir shop. And I'd freeze it. I'd try to check out, try to figure <laughs> out, you know, beyond T-shirts. And then underwear, he showed us that himself. And you know that the, his uh, country music videos were for sale there. But I, I, <clears throat> I wanted to know what all that shop entailed, too. Mike Leach, uh, there's a lot of that. And if you are looking for something to be entertained, you, the wife, the kids, uh, I would say probably 13 or 14-year-old, you could probably show uh, show them uh, this uh, this documentary as well that's up on Netflix. Number one most watched thing in all of America right now is the Tiger King documentary. And uh, we do a fun wins and losses podcast exclusive and you heard about 15 minutes of it there with Mississippi State head coach uh, Mike Leach. But it's all us talking about that documentary. And uh, and this is one of this, this Joe Exotic character, which is just, I mean, one of the most unbelievable people you've ever seen in your life. And there are a bunch of them associated with this show. He is, among other things, a country and Western singer. And he did a song uh, about another one of the Tiger uh, owners, Carol Baskin, and it's called Here Kitty Kitty. Here's what it sounds like. She was a rich woman. She had rich taste. She felt the blood running through her veins. I I just, I mean, you, you, this is just an unbelievable. And watch it. Go listen to the podcast. I guarantee it's going to help pass the time on the quarantine. It's flat out unbelievable. Thank you for hanging out with us. We'll be back on Monday. This has been OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Have a great weekend. See you Monday. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hold up. 
Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.